I decided I'm just going to do this shit less formal. Because it, it's like, a, I don't know, it's not like a TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, we're just basically like, not, not talking shit, but we're giving uh, good bits of information with some shit talking. Yeah, pretty much talking shit, but um, <laughs> I noticed I noticed all the good ones like they don't start out like a Discovery Channel special. They just they just start cutting in. So we're just gonna and you know what? I'm not even doing the two track editing this time. This is this is as uh, raw as an episode as as I'm gonna put out. Unless yeah, it's I mean, I, I think yeah. I mean, you know, there's like people who appreciate like different different things, right? So. I, yeah, I mean, if you who, switch it up, then, you know. Well, you know what? This is like, instead of having like four or five podcasts, I'm going to have an like an ADD podcast. And it's never going to be the same topic. It's going to be like spirals of like just like shit that I think about while I'm driving to work. And then <laughs> and then in-depth research. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, who are you, who are you trying to, or do you have somebody else other than Nori that you have like lined up? Oh, for interview? Yeah. I got, I got a couple people in the queue. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, but it's open to anybody. I mean, anybody who wants to talk about something that they like doing or that they know about, you can't make shit up. But if you know about something, if you do something, then you're welcome. You're welcome to, to join me oh dude like super random but you know um eric big eric yes tall eric yeah did you hear what happened to him did he almost die basically he got like fucking staff in his back dude he said in a muscle no i think it's in his spine so he's on uh... like some freaking like heavy antibiotics and painkillers yeah, that's oh, wild. Nice. Um, how, <laughs> how did he catch the staff? Uh, this can be edited out, but he thinks that when they biopsied his back, um, mm-hmm. their hands weren't properly washed or whatever. The equipment wasn't properly sterilized. Because that's, oh, that's the staying, only way. Yeah. That's staying that's, in. That's staying in. <laughs> Fuck, <dude. laughs> Just don't say which hospital he went to. <laughs> but yeah, so. Oh, you know what that is? That's just a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, it's a conspiracy, alleged. Yeah. Alleged. Oh shit! So he was in the hospital. Well, you know that's the super staff, anyways, from the hospital. That's the worst kind. Oh yeah, because I think it developed into like MRSA too, which is super bad. So he got uh, that shit in in his. So inside the body, and then it went to the spine? Well, he got biopsied in his back or his spine because that's where the problem started. Because, like, he got, like, MRIs and X-rays and stuff like that, and then they couldn't find anything. So then they biopsied, and then I guess that's when they found something. Or I don't fucking know. If he didn't know what was wrong, how come he didn't ask me or you? Dude, exactly. told him. I could have told him it's cancer. Could have referenced WebMD. WebMD, it's cancer, bro. Obviously, <laughs> you survived cancer. Congrats, bro! Hey, nice job. 
<laughs> oh shit, that's super bad. That means heavy antibiotics, super staff. He got like he's... some crazy uh, painkillers too, like fentanyl and shit like that. Uh, oxy. I'm like, dude, they're giving you some like surgery grade uh, painkillers. That's Michael Jackson grade painkillers. <laughs> without getting surgery. <laughs> without getting surgery. That's Prince level. Dude, yeah. Some fucking Heath Ledger shit. Dude, if he wanted to kill himself, he could. He has a totally good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. But we're not, like, yeah. not encouraging anybody to kill yourself. Suicide is bad. <laughs> and yeah. it's also men's, men's mental health awareness this month of November. Yes. Is it? I don't know. I saw it on Instagram. Oh, I saw, I saw people internet. making. I saw people making videos saying, saying, um, "I appreciate you," and like oh some other stuff. God, and then I read the comments, and everybody's like, "Thanks, bro. I needed that." So, <laughs> what the fuck? not what I was expecting. But, oh you know. my god, dude! Freaking soft world. Yeah. But on the soft side, if you need to talk to somebody, you should talk to somebody. You Suicide should definitely talk. You a, should definitely talk to somebody. There are uh, helplines out there. Uh, we don't know the numbers, but you could definitely search it up. You hear my world famous theory? I have a world famous theory of why you shouldn't suicide. Why if, is that? I'll have to tell you when it's not recorded. <laughs> But it's been used successfully many, many times. <laughs> it's so simple. Uh, in in the field? Oh, in, in the real life. It's been used many times. People just got to remember to, you know, they got to remember there's other stuff out there to live for. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just need somebody like you to uh, uh, tell them that, bro. Maybe you should make an Instagram post and people will comment on it. That they needed Nobody, it. Yeah. I was watching. I wish I could remember the guy's name. But there was a there's a guy who's very popular. He has like six million, I think. And he basically exposes all of the clout chasing TikTokers that are posting nonsense. And then he mm. debunks debunks their channel and shames them. And it's like they're two minute videos. Oh, nice. And, but then I then I started thinking like these people are trying so hard to be part of this world. I don't really want to participate in like, you know, being out there. Yeah, but then at the same time you get like these dummies who watch these things and then they're reposting it and spreading more like false information, right? So it's like the I guess NPC. It's good. You see all the NPC one. I think I sent that to you. Guys, the NPC. <laughs> yeah, NPC. So yeah, but they wouldn't. But they wouldn't be surviving if motherfuckers weren't paying them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're doing it for a reason, right? Because it's easy down, money. This is this is the downfall of society. We've we're almost at the end. I mean, like, um, I was just talking to um, Dan about this. Like, oh, like, what do you think about if we went into or if they had another draft? Like, we'd be pretty fucked, yeah. He's like, yeah, I think so, because, like, Americans are so soft now. Yeah, you're going to have to get the old people to fight. <laughs> yeah, they or, have to draft all, like, the retired people. Or you're going to have to, like, have timeout cards and, you know, it's going to be pretty. But, you know, oh, shit, never mind. I thought the other side would have some of those, too, but I, I think it's only us. 
Yeah, no, for sure. It's only us. Oh, yeah. So, sorry. For everybody listening, uh, since we didn't do intros, I am making a... Actually, we, because you're going to be here, are making a six-part series. And the topic is progression in jiu-jitsu since I know more about jiu-jitsu than coffee, possibly... Maybe not. I don't know. But we've been doing jujitsu for a while. We've seen a lot of people come and go. And we have either figured out or guessed um, a few things about it. So I want to break it into a six-part series. So while there's other topics going on, like I said, this is going to be the ADD channel now. While there's other topics and interviews and random thoughts and, of course, the latest sales and products for you... Um, <laughs> Every now and then, I'd also like to throw out a segment on progressing in jiu-jitsu six-part series. Why six? I just picked that number. I don't know if there's actually six. You think six is a good number? Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a lot, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if people are willing to hear it, I think it's broken down pretty well. Um, Probably like maybe like one or two parts could be combined, but yeah, I mean, uh, six is well, pretty gonna, good. I'm going to prove you wrong by stretching each part of the six part series into a three hour <laughs> segment. <laughs> no, I, I was mean, listening. In, I was, in reality, it really could go on and on and on. No, oh, yeah, it could. But, you know, I was thinking about like what are the groups of people looking for and then. I guess, what are people's goals? Some people's goals are just to be doing the latest shit, right? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. to be doing it because it's popular for them right now, and they're not going to be here in three years. Or they're going to do it to say they do it, and they're not going to really roll that much, and then the higher they get, the less they roll. Um, yeah, or they'll, they'll, like, leave. That's, like, typical. Like, they'll get their blue belt and leave, right? Well, blue belt, blue belt is a universal rank of quitters. Everybody knows yeah. that. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't know that, then, you know, uh, surprise. Be prepared to quit. No. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, the, the things that I was thinking is like, um, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. And I can probably name you three or four at least better resources that you could be spending your time listening to. But, you know, one of the things when you're listening or you're looking on and you're, and you're into it and you're on this search is you're just kind of looking for different viewpoints. I think that's a good way to go. And so if you stumble upon this and you start listening, then hopefully something will speak to you and you can remember it. And it might, you know, make you hang in there when you think you have had enough and contrib contributed all you can to the sport by the rank of Blue Belt. And uh, <laughs> I hope to give people some ideas on how they can make this a more long-term endeavor yeah yeah um yeah i think um when people are looking for advice especially when they're starting out obviously they don't have any real point of reference so they're just kind of consuming a bunch of things and they hear a bunch of different things so it's it's pretty hard to like piece together especially like when you haven't had that uh foundation down yet so mm -hmm. you're just kind of all over the place and then it kind of like uh like pollutes your your understanding as a whole 
when you're trying to learn because you have like so much information out there it's it's different now than like when we started and we only we started in like 2010 which isn't that far i mean that long ago mm-hmm. um um in terms of like time but the resources that we had um back then were like dvds or like pirated dvds they were still using dvds now it's like youtube you know they have like bjj fanatics you could do like um, different academy platforms and things like that, which really like didn't exist when we first started. That's right. They have a lot of online uh, resources, especially from the academies that are specific to the way that you get the instruction if you were actually at that academy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, AOG? pretty much. Yeah, AOJ, Atos, I know. I think Alliance has one. Uh, Lucas Lapri has one, but he's Alliance, but he has his own thing. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a bunch. Yeah. So there's like, you know, we'll cover some of this stuff, but this is not the, the roadmap to, to, uh, jujitsu, right? That's, you need to get Saulo Ribeiro's jujitsu university if you want the roadmap. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, Cause then that, that tells school. you what you should be doing at every belt level, you know, uh, defense mm-hmm. escapes, uh, top game passings. It, that's, that's like the roadmap. This is more, I think we can touch on six different concepts or things um, that you can think about while you're going through this that I don't think anybody else is... I don't want to say that we're the first people to to bring this up, but we're doing this before anybody else is is doing this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We didn't invent it, but we're definitely the first to do it. Yeah, to quote somebody I really like, you know, I didn't, inv- I, I, I didn't invent this move, but I was doing this a long time before other people were doing it. <laughs> I don't want to say I invent this move, but yeah, but I did first. Yeah, but I've been doing this for a long time. All right, so part one, part one today, we we're going to talk about general. I, I gave it a title: general guidelines for the brand new student and mindset focus in training. If you are not a brand new student, maybe maybe you uh, want to listen to this also. And you can see if you agree or disagree. You could talk shit on the comments if you want. That's fine. Um, or, I mean, you could try and help. That would be okay. Yeah. So, I made some notes and you made some notes and mm-hmm. I'm trying. And in my notes, um, did you watch Iron, Iron Eagle? What's that about? This came out in 1986. Chappie Sinclair Sinclair and Doug Masters had to go rescue Doug's dad. It was like the Air Force version of Top Gun. Mm, No, never watched it. Well, I suggest you watch that. (laughs) Was that part of your reference? I don't know why this was in my notes. (laughs) I told you... I told you, you know, things that I think about, they're going in the notes and I'm going to bring them up. Iron Eagle, I think, I think it's on YouTube. It's everywhere. It's a good movie. Oh, but what's, good... Like, what's like the synopsis of the movie? There's F-16s. Um, the kid is really into like flying simulators. I think he was like ROTC. I'm, I may, I'm, this is going off at the top of my head from 1986. <laughs> but he's... Um, his dad gets taken down in, uh, like, I want to say Iraqi-type Saudi Arabia. 
area. They mm-hmm. take them hostage. They hold them hostage. Nobody wants to help them. The Air Force doesn't want to help them. But then Doug Masters, the kid, is it Doug Masters, the kid? Yeah, he he finds one guy, Chappie, that's willing to help him. So they put together this secret mission. Kind of sounds like Top Gun 2. Um, they put together sounds this secret like, mission. Uh, sounds kind of like Zero Dark Thirty. Sounds kind of like, you, but you know what? I don't want to say that these other movies copied them, but they did this. But they did it first. A long time before these other <laughs> movies came out. And that's a good movie. So he goes through and he, he uh, I, won't, I won't spoil it, but it's an old movie and it's it's like the Air Force F-16 version of oh, okay, okay. Top Gun. It was, yeah, it yeah. was the only alternative at the time. But uh, moving on. Anyways, I ha- oh, you know why I wrote that down? Because I, I had a quote from the movie that has mm. nothing to do with the podcast. But it's it's funny if you watch the movie. There's a cassette player. He has a cassette player, and he plays his cassette tapes. The music they listens to is on like little wire headphones that are. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's got a cassette like tape. That's yeah, original. I like to call that. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know what. Uh, well, I, I don't, probably the people listening to this know what a cassette player is, but you know, people check- younger than me. I check my Spotify stats because it tells you the age ranges and most of them mm-hmm. about about our age. But there's a there's a small group that's younger, you know, twenties. I'm assuming it's Richie Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Richie Boy's not gonna know what, what a tape player one person. is. Yeah, it's probably one person. Yeah. Oh, and the the other stat from Spotify listeners was one hundred percent male. <laughs> Whatever. If the, if the we, girls don't we, want to know the secrets about what's what's being talked about, then that's on them. Whatever. We cater to a broad audience. Yeah. Broad audience of males. Yeah. All right. So I had also put in my notes. You're, you're, so you're, you're going to be either a beginner to get the most out of this, or you're going to be an advanced person who likes to study. Maybe you're involved in teaching and maybe you don't want to, maybe you don't want to have the beginners hearing things that you didn't also hear and then get ahead of you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so all um, levels welcome. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, if you're not interested in jujitsu, then you probably just want to go back to the main menu and find a different episode. <laughs> yeah. Or you might find this interesting and start jujitsu. Who knows? Yeah, that's like a whole other topic, you know, starting <laughs> jujitsu. Out, uh, out of all the people that you've ever told to, to start jujitsu, how many, what percentage do you think actually showed up? Um, probably zero. Yeah. Cause like when I was in college and people asked me like, Oh, like what sports do you play any sports? I'm like, uh, yeah, I do jujitsu. And they're like, Oh yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm like, yeah, you should come by. Um, just let me know. But yeah, they never let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much the end of it. Now we have a, uh, actually today at the, at the academy, they had, I think I want to say they had almost 20 people up there. That's all mostly new new policemen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I mean, isn't it almost not forced per se, but is it a requirement now? No, it's not. I mean, well, you know, in the training, we're, you know, we, me and the Alliance guy, we're, we're giving them, I think, pretty detailed instruction as far as concepts go. I think it's, I think it's no offense, but better instruction than I got when I went through. Mm. 
And, you know, that's that's mostly to make them comfortable and then also so they don't look silly when somebody stands up and you can't stop the guy from standing up. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the most embarrassing video when somebody's sitting down or laying down and they go to stand up and everybody's pushing on the shoulders and the guy stands up anyways. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to be a viral video these days. No. Uh, that's Especially if you know, you're a cop. Yeah, you don't want to be... You want to at least look like, you know, you tried your best. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I would say there's more people coming now. It's a good environment. It's so oh, nice. Yeah, and then, you know, the good thing will be is either they stay there or it becomes inconvenient and then they find somewhere that's convenient for them and at any rate they continue, you know. Yeah, I think that's the main thing, right? Like, I don't like when people get offended that, like, students leave because their gym isn't, like, the right fit for them. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's just it is what it is. You know, you're offering a certain product that caters to a certain um, certain group of people. And, you know, if somebody comes in and, you know, it doesn't necessarily fit, then they're going to go find the correct fit. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it's like a gym. Um, yeah. So I'm actually glad that you brought that up because this is like a pre part one before we get into that, because now if you if you find yourself like you now live maybe not in Hawaii, but let's say you now live like 300 miles away from your gym. It's obviously not practical to drive 300 miles. I don't even know if that's a real distance. It just seems, since we live in Hawaii, 300 seems like a long distance. So if you live 300 miles away from the gym. All right. I don't know if that's a real distance, but it's not practical to drive 300 miles to get to training, right? So in that case, obviously your situation is going to require you to get to a different setup. But then on that same note, you shouldn't just change gyms just because of, you know, some shitty reason. Yeah, or no reason and you make up a reason or like, I mean, I don't know, because we've we've had this too in the academy where, you know, oh, my friend's not training here anymore, so I want to go where my friend is or whatever. And then, but then they make up a totally different reason why they're leaving. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, the instructor was this, the instructor was that, but it's like, bro, you, especially with people who like come over to our academy from a different academy, mm-hmm. it's like, you guys are going to have the same, you guys knew what you're getting into when you're getting into the new academy. So it's like, why are you going to try to make shit up? Just like, just man up and like tell the truth. Like, you know, it's not, not for you anymore or whatever your reason is, but um, don't fucking lie about it. Well, since since the Spotify audience is zero percent girls, I will say it's just like breaking up with chicks, right? When you're <laughs> yeah. ready to leave, you will find reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Good thing. Good thing they're not listening. And then that one girl, <laughs> that one girl starts listening, and she says that we're being sexist. <laughs> Did you hear this asshole over here? And then, <laughs> And my stats will go up and then, oh, no. No, yeah, so, yeah, people people leave cheap. People change gyms and all that. And, yeah, don't make up don't make up shitty reasons. Just be an adult. Most of the time, if you tell, you know, your instructor what's going on with you, he's going to be pretty supportive. Yeah, I mean, it's way, it's way better than, you know, lying about it, like saying, like I've heard this excuse a lot with people who have left the academy, like, oh, I can't afford it anymore, or, you know, I'm too busy at work. But then a couple months later, you'll see them posting 
um, shit at a new academy. And it's like, dude, don't they have like the same class times as us? And the same costs. Yeah. And it's within the same location. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's it's whatever, dude. Yeah, just being an adult is hard. Very. You know what's easier hard. than that? You know what's easier than being an adult? What's that? Telling lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. So anyways, we get on to part one. Part one, again, general guidelines for the brand new student and the mindset focus in training. One of the things, one of the mindset things, I don't know if I told you this, but I have a friend, uh, Thomas from Central, formerly of uh, Central. Central. Thomas, he, he used to, he used to, tra- uh, he, yeah, he, he came, came to train he came by. Yeah, yeah, he came yeah. by. Yeah, I remember him. So he's he was there when I he kind of pushed me towards getting into jujitsu. Um, but when I first started, he told me one thing is never take a break. Don't take breaks. Um, so I listened, and he was right because uh, if you don't take breaks, then the years will pass, and it'll be ten years later. And mm. you know you, you'll be teaching, and you'll be black belt or close to black belt. So he was he was totally correct on that are there going to be times when you get busy and you can't make it to class whatever i would say yes but i think that you can always find time to attend at least one class a week when you start out i think you should make it your goal let your family know like i gotta go at least once a week right i don't think that you would like well i mean there are people who give up on working out but usually people can make time to go run or go lift weights once every week, right? And this is kind of the same thing. You got to make time for something that you want to continue doing and you got to go once a week. So, you know, there's times when we're lucky and we get to go two times a day, Mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, seven days a week. Like, that's great. It hurts more now, but, you know, back in the day it it was good. But, you know... There's also times when you can't go seven days a week and you got to balance out your family or your home or your laundry or whatever. Uh, so number one, I would say don't take breaks because you're going to give yourself a pass to quit without having to tell yourself the truth. Yeah, I think, well, what like defines a break? People take breaks like I'm not going this week and then they're like, I'm not going next week. And then they're like, I'm going to take a month off. Right, mm. and then like yeah, and oh, then I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna like take a few balls. months off. Yeah, that's how it happens, right? Oh, I'm gonna take a few months off. I'll come back, you know, in you know after Christmas, right? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like I think, um, I mean, with anything, you know, gym, whatever your extracurricular activities are, the more um, allowance you give yourself to make excuses, the easier it becomes to be okay with it. Um, right and then that's when you know the bigger breaks come in you're you'll come to some false realization like oh, i you know oh, i'm just wasting money i'm still paying tuition but i'm not even going but it's like dude so go <laughs> right yeah so i think you know if you go twice a week and you're going to be not the best in the world but I think mm-hmm. if you're going to just keep up with everybody, I mean, you're not going to be like 
having a great time. But if you want to just keep up, I think that two times a week is reasonable. I think at least once a week, you won't quit. Yeah. And I mean, it's like with a lot of things revolving around exercise, you, the times that you don't want to go are probably the best times that you should go because right after you're, you're just going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm so glad that I came. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, you know, one thing in, in over 10 years, there's never been a single time that I went and afterwards I was like, ah, shit, I shouldn't have came here. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Even when you're getting like your ass kicked and stuff, you're, you're still like, oh yeah, this, that was fun. You know? Yeah. So, and, and we'll get to that later on about, about getting your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, or are we going to get to it now? Nah, I think we'll get to it later. No, I think Which we're going to get to it now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was that was in my notes. <laughs> That's that funny. It's notes. also in my notes. Okay. So we got the we got the commitment time frame that you need, right? Just go once a week. Just keep going. Don't quit going, right? Yeah. That's number one. Okay. Now let's get into learning. So well, I broke this up. Let me let me add one more thing to that. I think <laughs> it's it's kind of. Um, ironic but if if you set your expectations low by going mm-hmm. one time a week you know if you go twice you're already exceeding your expectations <laughs> you know i'm all about setting low expectations <laughs> because you will never be disappointed exactly if you aim yeah. low but get um better results then you know you're you're winning on every level yeah, this is not patented, but if you aim low, you will rarely miss. Exactly. Yeah. So I broke this up into mindset, focus, and training. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what I wrote. Oh, yeah. So mindset, when you're starting out, right, you often think, what the hell am I doing? Uh, what is my goal? What am I supposed to be doing? And you're trying to remember all these moves, right? So... Mm-hmm. How do we break this down? Like the technique that you're drilling and learning should be obvious. We'll talk about that later, maybe in part two. Mm-hmm. But I want to get into like, obviously, when you're doing the technique, you're drilling, you're supposed to be learning it. That's pretty obvious, right? But yeah. the hard part for people is when they get into the sparring. What is the goal of sparring? What is the mindset of sparring? And what is the the preparation and how you should set yourself up? Because sparring is the, you know, when you think about it, it's the combat portion where we test ourselves in a battle to the death for supremacy and dominance. Is that, (laughs) is that not correct? That's a, that's a pretty good uh, description of it. I think like if um, you're just brand new, I don't even think you should really be sparring. I mean, I, at least for us in um, at HQ, the beginners don't even start sparring until I don't even know how long. But mm-hmm. as far as like mindset goes, I I think I sometimes tell people you know not to soak everything in and just kind of focus on you know easier concepts to grasp because there's already just so much information going on. Um, and it's just a totally different thing for you to do, especially if you have no background in martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're just really just focusing on 
you know, one or two or three things, however much you can handle at, and in the beginning, you know, and get really good at those, then, you know, you'll be better off in the long run because at least you have like those three solid things down and then, you know, you're just adding and adding and adding. So um, when I have students that are like brand new, I try and get them into like positional with small goals, like mm-hmm. a small goal being let's let's see what the difficulties are when we try and pass the guard. And then on the flip side, let's see what the difficulties are when we're trying to retain the guard. And because, you know, submissions need to be done with so much control and so much understanding of it, we kind of stay away from kind of wasting your time trying to get submissions. A lot of people go in thinking that they're going to get subs as a brand new person yeah. rolling and yeah. they, they got to change the focus to, I need to move. I need to understand how the, the movements are. What happens when I do this? What happens when the other person does this? When I try and stop the person from doing something, what does he do to counteract that? Right. And you yeah. know, one thing, that, one thing that I wanted to bring up is that this cannot happen at high speed because if you have low skill moving at high speed you have a recipe for accidents and injuries (laughs) yeah yeah but i think also when you're dealing with a new student um being a good instructor is that's where it you know the things that you're saying um that focus of you know these are the areas that you want to hit or focus on and i think that's like a ode to really good instructors is you know, having the ability to to refocus um, the new people because I'm sure before every new student comes to class, they watch some kind of video um, mm-hmm. and they see all these like submissions and stuff. And then they have these certain expectations uh, when they come in. So um, being a good instructor is pretty key or even finding a good instructor is key because if they're not able to refocus you from what you see online and that's a whole different topic but um yeah if they aren't if your instructor isn't able to refocus you to where you actually need to be then you're going to be living in you know some false reality and you'll find that out pretty quick yeah so one thing that everybody has to realize or everybody comes to the realization is that the speed that you're moving at doesn't have to be ADCC finals competition speed, <laughs> right? You should mm-hmm. be you should be moving at a speed that's slow enough <clears throat> that you can watch what's going on, right? Yeah, it's like um, when you first start off running, right? You're not, you're not sprinting. And right. especially, especially when you're going on a long distance run, you're not trying to, you know, PR every time you're, you're going at the pace where if it's your first time doing that distance, you're going at the pace where you're able to finish, you know, and then you can start building and working up to, you know, your time and things like that, your pace and, all of that stuff. But yeah, in the beginning, you're never going, you know, full clip. So I had it, you know, I had the same thing written in my notes. Like if it's easier, picture somebody sparring boxing the first time, picture yourself as a boxer 
would you put on the gloves and go move as fast as you possibly can and try and knock this person out when it's your first time sparring? Or mm-hmm. should you maybe should you maybe kind of feel it out and move around and see what happens when you do A and then when person does B? And maybe you should work on some of the things that you learned that day as far as, you know, the head movement or mm-hmm. the way that you're throwing your punches or the way that you're moving your feet. You wouldn't just go out there swinging. So in, in jujitsu, we call that person a spaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and you very don't want to be a spaz, right? Yeah, nobody likes a spaz. Um, you get hurt, your partner might get hurt, or you both get hurt. Um, that's the that's all the results of being a spaz. One person being a spaz. Two people being a spaz, the there's a potential for the rest of the class to get hurt. That's a hundred percent true. Um, and the, you got to remember too, the things that you're working on, you, you would like to have that technique so that it works on anytime you want to use it, right? No matter who you're going Mm -hmm. against, that's the ideal, right? It doesn't matter if it worked on Thursday night in one of your rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good benchmark, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so if you did it because you surprised the person because you like you moved at 100 and their pace was like 30 and you sloppily pulled this thing off and you won the class belt for the night. It doesn't it doesn't really do you any good in the long term because there's going to be somebody better, stronger, faster. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have good technique, then your shit's not going to work. That's just that's just the way it is. Yeah, and then you have, like, the real uh, hard-headed people who just can't accept that, and they just keep doing it, and (laughs) (laughs) they end up getting hurt. And, uh, you know, we know some people like that. Yeah, and, you know, shit happens, people get hurt, but if you're always getting hurt, you might want to ask, maybe it's you. Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing, huh? Um, Because, I mean, we definitely know you know people like that and they just can't come to terms with um the fact that you know it's not the technique's fault it's your fault i see some people getting your fault i see some people getting (laughs) getting ready for sparring like putting in mouthpiece extra tape on the hands hydrating extra fucking sign of the cross like Fucking relax. It's you're just supposed to get in there and and learn how things move and try your shit out and you know try to defend what's coming your way. Like it's it's a moving piece. It's it's not a finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. You know, like there's so many personalities in jujitsu, and it definitely shows it. You know when they're when they're starting to spar, what kind of uh, what kind of intensity level they're looking for? <laughs> I mean, you can spar with good intensity, but it's got to be controlled and matched and kind of go up at the same rate. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if you're throwing fastballs and the other person's swinging at them, then all right, now we'll start to work at this base, right? But if you throw in like fastballs and you're hitting the person with the pitch. Like you need, you need to work on your aim, right? 
Yeah, and even more so when you're first starting out in jujitsu, you know, you're just you're basically like a baby. You know, you can't run before you learn how to walk, and on or even crawl. (laughs) On that note, you know, getting into bad spots, getting tapped, getting caught, making mistakes, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine. Everybody who's good has done that. Yeah, and you're supposed to, you know. Don't 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 um don't think that you know you're less of a person or you know this the you know jujitsu is not for you just because you had a bad night. You know, like everybody has bad nights. Black belt, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts. Like everybody has their shitty night. But and I just the, I just want to assure people that if you're going to class and you all you do is get submitted repeatedly for the duration of the evening you're still making progress it's fine don't worry about it mm-hmm. yeah um a lot of the students ask me that too you know it's like it's like in the definition of insanity right doing the same thing expecting a different result you know and they ask me you know i've been doing it like this, and I, I always make this, um, and then they always counter. And, you know, it's like, well, maybe you should probably try to do something a little bit different and see what happens, you know. But <laughs> if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do the same thing over and over and expect a different result, then you know that's that's insanity. Yeah. So if you're getting caught, like I got, I must have got caught in like. 25 bow and arrows before I figured out what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. but, but you don't just do it, let it happen. And, and then, you know, get mad and like, shit, got caught again. You, you start to look at like, what is going on? Like, all right, the hand is around the collar and this person has grabbed onto my leg and now I'm totally fucked. Right. And then the next time mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to keep my leg away and see if that does something. Oh, it does do something. Okay. And then now the hands are on the collar. I'm going to get my head to the mat. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I'm figuring out how to defend the boner as you're getting caught. Sometimes it works. They're not all winners. Sometimes it doesn't work, but you're supposed to be watching and learning and figuring shit out and changing the way you do stuff. So if you want a different result. Yeah. And, and I, um, I harp on this to the students a lot, you know, it's like, especially when we're, when I'm showing like new concepts and stuff, I, I always harp on, you know, use it that same night, you know, especially the Mm -hmm. higher level students, because if you're not putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation, when the time comes when you really need it, you've never practiced it before against somebody going, um, in a live round. So and, you know, use it in the training and make that mistake and fix it. And, you know, you'll have it for life, basically. Yes. And that is the one draw of jujitsu when compared to everything else, as they say, it's the only thing that you can train under completely realistic circumstances with a 100% resisting uh, opponent when you get to that level. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so that's why it's the most realistic, you know, so yeah, it doesn't have to be at that level before you figure it out. Like you can, you can work at a slower level as you figure it out. And then your goal of course is eventually one day to work at that full speed. 
and you know, you'll get there, but you gotta, like you said, right. You gotta figure out the mechanics of your walking before you take off and try and sprint as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why that's what separates people who progress a lot faster and mm-hmm. versus people who progress, you know, mid pace and slower, you know, they're not putting themselves in those uncomfortable positions to where they have to troubleshoot and problem solve and, you know, things like that. And that's, that's for part four. Yeah. That's for part four. No, but you know, it's interesting that you, you say we see how people progress. And if you watch the girls always progress faster than the guys because they listen and Mm -hmm. don't do the same stupid shit all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always give a lot of props to girls because one, they're in a room full of like super meathead guys, not, not like meathead in the bad way, but you know, they're just like, they're all just like hungry for the, you know, fight a little bit and they, it's a a combat sport. Yeah. And they know that they're at some type of disadvantage to where, they need to solely rely on technique because more likely than not, if you're not like a Gabby Garcia, um, you're going to get overpowered. So the only thing you have to rely on is technique. And that's why you see, that's why I like rolling with the girls because they're super technical. Like I want to practice. I mean, if I want to do a really technical role then I'll roll with a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll also and roll with I, girls, yeah. but, I'll, but I'll try and use strength so that or I don't that. lose. If you just want to feel good, if you just get your ass kicked all day and you just want to feel good about yourself for one round, you know, maybe uh, use strength against a girl. Yeah. Not recommended, though. No, you know, but that goes along with part one. Like, hey, if you're rolling with girls, maybe you should tone it down a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big thing with white belts, too. I mean, white belts in general or new people in general. They have all these, like, they haven't experienced that fight or flight yet. Mm -hmm. So everything is basically fight, you know, and they're going to do everything to the thousand percentile, you know, and all their grips and, you know, they're using so much strength. And then that's why you see them, like, gas out so fast, right? Because they're they're overexerting themselves when they really don't need to. Right. I remember, um, I think it was like my first or second class. We were doing a specific training. You know how like Cavs lines people up and then they have people in the middle and then you go from the line to the middle. Right, right. So I remember um, I was going against like a blue belt, I think. And then he caught me in a triangle. And because I watched like MMA a lot. I thought it was legal, you know, like rampage when he got into the triangle. <laughs> but I, I didn't go like full on. I was just like, you know, like tapping them on the mat. And then Cavs, <laughs> Cavs like, no, 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 you cannot do this. And I was like, oh, really? And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I just tapped to the triangle. And then I was like, oh shit, learn something new. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. See, and that's a good. That's a good coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
the the stupid shit that you do. I mean, I think case in point, right? Like, I watch something from the TV, you know, right. or the internet, and I was a white belt, and I went to class, and I thought that was totally fine, and I did it just to get scoldings that you know that's actually not okay. Yes, as you should get scoldings. <laughs> I think you know. I think that calves has prevented more injuries than I mean it's probably prevented more injuries than people have quit that's that's a lot oh yeah I mean just like just the amount of people that you know come and go you know like how many training partners do you think we've had over the years at least a thousand there's or not even training partners, just like people coming into the academy. At least a oh. thousand. Yeah, I mean, over ten years, that's that's not unreasonable. And then you know, they have people that move away, and there are people that take breaks. And there, mm-hmm. you know, there's actually some people that do come back like ten years later. But now you're like way behind, and it sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so weird to see. Um, like people who you kind of started off with, like in your class of beginners, and then mm-hmm. you know you stuck with it and they didn't, um, just for whatever their reasons are, mostly just life stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they see you and you know you're a black belt now, and they're like whatever white belt or a blue belt, like that one dude uh, from Central. Mm-hmm. But uh, he used to train with us for when we were white belts, and then. Um, he just came back and then, you know, it's like, he's a white belt still and we're black belts. Yeah. Props, props for coming back, but it is not easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not easy to come back. Yeah. No, I mean, there's the, the point of it is like maybe now he can make it part of his life. Right. Then the the point, the whole point of jujitsu is not, you know, to get so good that now you can be the best in the world. Like you're not going to be the best in the world. This is a lifestyle exercise, hobby, Mm -hmm. uh, stress, you know, stress burner, life balancer, good thing to do. Right. It's like Zen gardening. Yeah. I I mean, I guess at least for like Hawaii, you know, we don't have that type of environment here where people do this professionally versus like somewhere like California. You know, if you want to train full time when if you have the means to it then and you want to be the best in the world, then yeah, that that's definitely available for you in California or like mainland in general. Mm-hmm. But here in Hawaii it's it's not it's not like that and if that's your expectation over here, then you know, you you might get disappointed, honestly. Um, I would say it's probably the the same uh, most places, right? There's very few places where you're going to go be a full-time professional, train three times a day, Mm -hmm. athlete, right? The majority, because there is a big number of people that choose to do jujitsu as, you know, their hobby, sport, life balancer activity. And, like, you got to realize this is the difference between, like, playing pickup basketball or trying to get into like, uh, you know, collegiate level or like professional level, 
we are at yeah, like yeah. No, that's Saturday pickup. Yeah, we're at like Saturday pickup level, right? Yeah, I mean, you could still be very good at jujitsu being a hobbyist. There's no doubt about it. But I think if you want to be really realistic, because a lot of people, when they go full-time, they don't really know the life that comes with being full-time. Like, you're mm-hmm. fucking broke. You know, you're broke. You're, right. you're 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 scraping at the bottom of the barrel for years and years and years. And, you know, like, unfortunately for some people, they don't even reach that point to where they're making money. So, like, they're still scraping at the bottom of the barrel. And if that's, like, if that's okay with you, then, you know, go for it. But it's not all the glitz and glamour. Like, all the people you see at the top, they freaking work their ass off for it. And, yeah, you might work your ass off too, but, you know, some people have it and just some people don't. And, you know, if you're not um, performing on that level, you know, maybe you want to reevaluate some things. Right. And, you know, on that note, you know, it's still worthwhile to be, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. know, to, ha- to be involved, right? It's, it's, it's a club, it's a team, it's a family, it's your <laughs> friends. Um, you know, if you get really good, you'll be, you know, beating, beating up your friends. And the realistic application is if somebody tries to fuck with you, you probably beat them up too. So there's lots of benefits, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. The, the benefits outweigh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like cons because there's not really anything negative that could really happen unless like you severely injure yourself. But even with that, like with every injury you've, you've got from jujitsu, the only thing you want to do is come back to train. Right. Because it's hanging out with your friends and it's doing something productive. And it's like, it's like I said, it's like the Zen gardening thing. Like it's a peaceful chaos to be involved in. Yeah. I mean, you know, like every time, at least for me, I, I mean, even a lot of people, you know, like, when they come to jujitsu, like the world stops, their world stops, all their problems stop. And for that one hour, two hours of the, of their day, you know, they have nothing to worry about and, and everything else seems so easy, you know, or, you know, it's just like, why did I even like stress out over that? It's not a big deal. Right. So I think, it overall has a positive balance influence on your life. Um, and you know, going through it, uh, because this is the first portion for brand new students and mindset, I would say, keep in your mindset that it's not gonna, it's not gonna always be awesome when you go, like you're going to get frustrated. You're going to think that you're not making any progress. You're going to think that you suck. And you know, like I like I said earlier, everybody sucked at some point, and that's how you learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with anything you do, you start a new job, you start a new. Even if you start a new workout, you know you're not gonna be the freaking rock star. You know you're not gonna be a rock star. Uh, you always have to start off from the bottom and just like chip chip away at it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it really goes into the type of person you are, right? Like 
like I've said this before, like there's two things that can happen after your first class. You either you get your ass kicked. Well, for sure you're going to get your ass kicked. Um, <laughs> you're going to get your ass kicked and you have two choices. You either come back because you don't want to feel that way anymore or uh, you, you quit, you know, and um, yeah, if you quit, you know, like it is what it is, you know, you, you're going to miss out on a lot of, you know, benefits from it. But if you come back, you'll, you'll find um, a lot of like positive things that come from just putting yourself in that situation, like that fight or flight mode, where the more you get used to it, you know, the more easy, I guess, life becomes from being put in very stressful situations all the time. Right. I think your problem solving, your perspective changes when you, when you practice it regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I think that that's a pretty good amount of information for part one, what you should be thinking about, how you should be going about it, how you should, you know, set yourself up to not quit, not give up and also not to piss everybody off. <laughs> yeah. That's the last part is uh, very important. You know, I don't think we need to go over taking a shower, wash your gi, cut your nails. Um, oh, maybe we do. <laughs> you know, I think. But, but your... that should that should be kind of um, obvious, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. Uh. So on that note, um, wear your slippers when you go to the bathroom. Don't yeah. go to the bathroom bare feet and then come back on the mat and then have people put their face on that same spot. That's how you get staff and ringworm. Very important PSA. PSA. Please wash your gi every day um, after training. Do not yep. hang it out to dry after uh, with your sweat on it. Um, mm-hmm. Wash your gi every day. Keep very good hygiene because this is a very... Uh, intimate sport and uh be uh don't be a douchebag very good advice you know i think one thing missing from this episode is where i give free plugs for the brands that don't pay me anything to say it and i think you should check out armbar soap for your hygiene needs uh yeah look for the sales Look for the sales. They're often um, get the twelve you can, pack. You can find sales on uh, BJJ HQ. Um, five five bars for twenty dollars. Uh, five dollar shipping. A very good now deal. Now that's a site that's going to ruin your life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially if your academy doesn't have a gi policy. Oh yeah, you know that's maybe that'll be part eight. <laughs> But um, I will put in the episode description, I'll put a link to a website that will ruin your life if you're just starting out, bjjhq.com. Thousand in a good, percent. In a good way. In a good way, right? Also, yeah. Armbar, because they got ties to Hawaii. So, Armbar soap, great soap. Very good. Also, also fire nogi stuff. The... Uh... The optimal apparel of no gi. Optimal apparel of no gi. Great designs, nice quality, craftsmanship, and shipping speeds. Hey, 
How is your AG1? Um, well, I've only taken it for um, uh, a couple of days, um, but so far so good. Um, I like it. The taste is good. I, do they put like cacao nibs in it? You know, I don't know. Um, it kind of it kind of tastes like it. I think it's I, to mask um, the 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 veggies. I saw, um, but yeah, I saw I saw somebody uh, had compared or had said that there's like a faint pineapple taste in there. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that. That's kind of reaching. That's like a that's like a sommelier of uh, super greens. Um, but like, I did watch on I did watch on YouTube um, cheaper alternatives, but uh, that's what it is, right? You you get what you pay for. It's cheap. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you get what you pay for. I thought you were going to say that there's another brand and then I was going to have to edit that part out. <laughs> no, no, no. But so far I like it. Um, it's really good. I got the, I used Joe Rogan's code and mm-hmm. they gave uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, they gave the year supply of like the drops, uh, which Vitamin is cool. D drops, yeah. Yeah. Is that pretty standard or is that like you have to use a promo code? Um. They always have promo code, either Huberman or Joe Rogan. They both have promo codes. I think you get the same thing, right? The year supply, vitamin D, the, and then you get the metal tin and the five free travel packs, which is like a $20 value. Yeah, the, the metal tin is pretty awesome. Um, I like it. It's it, it's really cool. Um, I think their, their presentation is fabulous, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a bit excessive on the box, but... You know, like you got a lot of shit to throw away after, but you know, the, when you get it, you feel like you're getting like a real premium product, which is awesome. That's the way you want to feel when you're spending $90 a month. Yes. But you're also going to throw away all your GNC Mega Man, sorry, GNC, GNC Mega Man vitamins because <laughs> they yeah, have yeah. not, not enough of what you need and too much of what you don't. Yeah, and if you listen to the previous podcast uh, with myself and Aaron, I'm not a fan of supplements, but so far I'm liking uh, AG1. So I'll probably continue with AG1. Nice. They call that baseline nutrition. Fulfills the baseline of your nutritional needs. Yeah, I mean, it's good for me because like uh, sometimes I'm super lazy to like eat vegetables mm-hmm. or even like just cook vegetables in general and like i'm not a big uh i like salads but like you know they're just it's it's boring you know uh, you know so, i read i read on the internet that you don't even really need vegetables but i'm not a nutritionist uh you definitely need vegetables uh, as f- fiber is a very underrated uh key in um people's uh gut health nutrition and digestion I guess I guess we could talk about nutrition at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very uh, catered to a certain demographic, but my foundational stuff is still intact. <laughs> I hope. Uh, so yeah, definitely can talk about nutrition sometime. All right. Well, I think I think that should cover it for part one. I hope that everybody got something out of that, or at least got some things to think about as you're starting out in jujitsu very soon, join us for part two. Should I tell them the title of part two or should I wait? Uh, since I, what since is I even just made the title of part two? 
Uh, no, you could, you could, you could, I think you could say it. So the title of part two will be called Mindset in Drilling or Learning Techniques from Class. And that's it. I have a, this is a, this is a work, this is a working title. (laughs) It's a working working title. title. So far, yeah, I don't even know if there really is six parts. I just decided that there was six parts, and then that's what I put out for now. There might be, there might be more. There might be less. Yeah, who knows? Uh, stay, sure. stay tuned. Stay tuned to the pod. Yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to follow for notifications to make sure you don't miss one of these episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for your uh, sharing your conversation and your input. And uh, yeah, I I'll think see that you. was uh, real good. Yep. I will see you back here for the second part, if not before then, or maybe sometime in real life. Os. Okay. Os. See you hey, later. bro. Okay. Thanks, hey, everybody. Bye.